talk with Doc with a special edition. We're going on Saturday this week. Next week, we are dark. I'm not having the next show until September 1st, which is going to be a kickoff to the NFL, people. The NFL is back. Preseason is in full effect. I hope everything is fine with you. And like I like to say, just start off each and every show. This is Strange Talk with Doc. I am Doc. This is a show that's topical. I'm going to deal with a lot of different subjects. I do have a theme today. A little later in the show, I'm going to get to my all-time favorite songs, the music that shaped, molded, and helped me through different phases of my life. I'm sure you have some songs. I wish you would have called then. We could have discussed it. But sit back, listen, maybe some tunes you hear. You say, hey, man, I didn't know you was into that. Well, I am. But i like to also let you know I will be doing zero gossiping on this show. That is not what I do. That is not what I ever do. I do not claim to be more intelligent or try to open your third eye. That is not this type of podcast. I usually go on Sundays. 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Just look me up on your favorite search engine. Put in Strange Talk with Doc. You will find my Instagram, my Facebook, my Twitter account. See what I'm about. This way you can contact me. Uh, Send me any feedback you may have. I would love for you to like, share, comment, and join any of the news areas that you listen to this podcast i would highly appreciate that all feedback is welcome positive and negative i learned from negative feedback also so there's really to me no negative feedback it's all positive okay so here we i just want to start right now by talking about this water crisis that we're having now in newark new jersey we're having a water crisis in the United States of America where people are getting unhealthy water to drink. Flint, Michigan is now in its fifth year of having filthy water. How does this happen in supposedly the most developed country in the known world, the United States of America, where we have surpluses, surplus, where we use water, we throw away water all the time. How does the government not step in? But we know why the government doesn't step in. We have a president who's out there making fun of Asians by mimicking their voices and mannerisms. He's holding his rallies where he's kicking out people by calling them fat and out of shape and they need to go to the gym. And obviously he has fun house mirrors in his home because he can't see what his body looks like, which is amazing to me. We have a country where all of a sudden, out of the blue, Fredo is now considered the N-word. I'm sorry, people. Y'all don't get to chime in. And there's a lot worse things that you can call Italians than Fredo, because I am sure there are thousands of Freds who are Italian. So Fredo is no, has not been, never will have the meaning, the depth, the hurt and the pain associated with the N-word. Don't just come up with bullshit out of the blue, uh, Cuomo, just to fit your need, and especially to pick something that deplorable, something that harms, hurts millions of people, and make it into something else. 
So the U.S. Customs Agency yesterday at the airports, it went out, and the entire country had huge lines at these airports. People were mad. They were frustrated. It was an entire mess. I was so glad that I wasn't traveling in or out of the country because I can't imagine being stuck on a tarmac inside a plane for four or five hours waiting for the system to be fixed. Your baggage is being unloaded off the plane. Anybody can walk out. Remember the good old days when you used to have the security check where you would actually have to show your baggage claim ticket to a person? Nowadays, you don't even have to do that. Somebody could have just went Christmas shopping basically yesterday in the airports, grabbed whatever luggage they wanted, and walked out. Okay, that's a nice, pretty Gucci bag, Fendi bag. Let me take that. I'm not saying that I would condone it. But the odds that it happened to a lot of people yesterday is great because there was no way with this lack of security. They they check us, TSA, coming in, but nobody checks those bags going out anymore. And they haven't for quite a while. You know? So we got this guy in Texas, this James Raglan. He decides on horseback. I mean, what's going on with you, Texas? What the fuck is your deal? Seriously. A man and his son is driving down in Marshall, Texas. They're driving down a road. And some guy with a Confederate flag, horseback, and a rope decides that he wants to cut them off as they are going up the road. I mean, each week I say to myself, you know, I really would like to have a week of peace, nationwide peace, where nobody acts the ass. Not a black person towards white people virally, not a white person towards a black, uh, Hispanic, or Muslim virally, but it cannot seem to happen. We had a guy stopped by the police because a white woman said that he was looking at her suspiciously. She never gets out the car. The cops never approach this woman who's parked on a four four lanes away on the other side of the street in front of a CVS, whatever happened to 911 operators saying, you know, ma'am, sir, you're wasting our time. We have legitimate emergencies in this city that the police need to attend to. And this is not one. And if you do not get off the line, we will send the Lord to you. Why don't the cops go and confront these people as human beings and say, you know what? What you're doing is wrong. It's a waste of time. Matter of fact, here's your summons. Now get you back in your car and get the fuck on the road. And don't do this again because you have been put into the system now as somebody who will make frivolous phone calls for no reason. What is this? 1932 America, Jim Crow? And a black man, even if he was looking at it, can't look at a white woman anymore? I mean, how backwards have we become as a nation where that type of shit is even thought about? How did this woman wake up in the morning and say, this is what I'm going to do. This is the type of vile human being I'm going to be today. But this happens quite often, and it happens way too much. I mean, these barbecue Beckys, these crazy bowls, and we got to put a stop to them. Legislation now has to be put into law that if you waste the time, not only should you get a fine, 
I don't know, $50, $100, $75, whatever they think is fair, but police officers' time. Because why do four cops, not only the police car, but then two additional motorcycle cops have to pull up on a man who's doing no crime? This dude is going to a vegan restaurant. That makes him John Dillinger. He's not there because of a robbery. He's not there because of an assault. He's not there even because he's having a, a loud verbal argument with this woman. It's because he looked at her. And for them to not approach this woman is egregious, is wrong, it's ridiculous. And this is not a good, we are not in a good place in society right now. We are definitely sick. We're definitely ill. I finished off Glow on Netflix this week. Very good season. I enjoyed it. It was a very good season. Like I said, I was kind of shocked at the amount of uh, sexual gratitude, sexual imagery that they had this year, including full frontal male penis for way too long as far as I'm concerned. Uh, there was a lot of sex scenes that I didn't really notice or see or remember from the first two seasons. But uh, I guess they felt that this is the direction that they needed to go in. I didn't really see it needing to happen. But I guess it moved the story along, and that's that. But so I do recommend recommend that you watch Glow. It's a very good show. So like I said on Netflix, I just started watching Mindhunter season two on Netflix. Seemed like it's been forever since season one aired, and I think I'm right. That might have been November or December of 2017. But the first two episodes, the only two that I got through so far, were pretty good. Especially when they did the interview with uh, Son of Sam, David Berkowitz. I found that quite informative. I found it quite interesting. So I highly recommend season two of Mindhunter. Now, we all know Hard Knocks is on. If you're a football fan, Hard Knocks is fantastic. Too much John Gruden, I would say. Not enough for the players. I mean, we still haven't been introduced to most of the players on the team, and this is episode two. I would like for them to get away from Derek Carr and just John Gruden. I want to meet the running backs. I want to meet some other people on the team, per se. You know, and that's that's a part of the appeal. The rookies trying to make the squad, veterans who feel like they might be cut. But I'm holding out hope. There's still two or three more episodes, and there's no way in the world I bail on Hard Knocks. That's just not going to happen. I love the show. Polls. Pose is just fantastic television. I don't even care what your viewpoint is or are on the LBTGQ community. I think I said that right. I probably said that wrong. But I don't know what your opinion is. But these people are so over the top. The comedy is, I don't even know if they're really trying to be funny, but it's funny because it is so comical. But it's wrapped around a lot of serious shit. So I highly recommend it. And I talk about polls all the time. I just think it's a great show. Tonight, we got UFC 241. Daniel Cormier is fighting Stipe Michik. It's the second time. First time DC took him out shockingly in the first round. I don't know what DC has left in the tank. He's now over 40. Uh, Stipe. 
is trying to redeem himself, get his title back. We shall see. I'm looking forward to that tonight. That's a part of the reason I'm doing this show today as opposed to tomorrow because I want to be able to watch this. I want to be able to watch preseason football. I want to watch some golf, and I don't want to have to do the show afterwards. Anthony Pettis is fighting Nate Diaz. We haven't seen Nate Diaz fight really since Conor McGregor, so it's been almost three years. I'm interested to see what's left in his tank, and especially coming back against such a quality opponent as Anthony Pettis. That should be interesting. Joel Romero is fighting. Derek Brunson is on this card. So this card is fully, fully loaded. Now, right before I get to this music, which is going to be the gist, the you say the meat, of the show because we just ate the potatoes and the appetizer because I'm not going to hold you long, but I, I really wanted to do this. I really want to talk about these songs. Some of them have stories. Some of them I'm just going to go through very briefly. This is strange talk with doc. And like I said, you can find me, just put me on your favorite search engine and you can find where I'm located, my information, my number that you can call in where you can leave comments, likes, share suggestions if you want to come on as a guest i you are more than willing reach out to me i'll discuss your business whatever project you might be into i have uh, a lot of people who download this show on talk show i'll admit i say it straight out i'm not very popular on youtube because i don't do a video video so it's not visual this is verbal this is audio but on TalkShoe, I average anywhere from 1,500 to 2,000 plus downloads per week. And that doesn't count iTunes, Google, and other places that I might be listened to on. But just TalkShoe alone, I have over 80,000 downloads. So that's not bad for a person sitting and just talking into a mic, okay? So let's get to this list, people. Let's get to this list. And by the way, I hope that you're enjoying your Saturday. I hope that you, the weather's beautiful, that you get out and be able to do anything that it is that you planned. You worked hard all week. You went to school or whatever it may be. And it's the weekend, and I hope that you get to enjoy it. So my very first song is Foo Fighters Walk. I love this song. It's very personal to me. Uh, there's a part of the song where he talks about learning, learning to walk again, learning to talk again. That could be metaphorically. That could be literally. I took it literally so the song touches me in a deep, profound manner. John Lennon's God. The song is a heavy-duty song about his beliefs and disbeliefs. And it starts off. And it grabs you as it starts. He says, basically, um, let me paraphrase because I, I got a lot going on in my mind, that he says, um, your concept, God is a concept. And your ability to believe in this concept also equates how much pain is going on in your life at that particular time. So John Lennon, great John Lennon, the song God. Louis Armstrong's Donna. Donna by Louis Armstrong introduced me to the most perfect two and a half minutes of music that I've ever heard in my life. The singing is beyond beautiful. The trumpet playing is fantastic. 
that hot fire behind them is outrageous. This is a song of pure perfection. There's not a miss beat. There's not a miss note. This is, it turned me on to jazz. So this is a song that made me rethink Louis Armstrong as the greatest musician of the whole 1900s who changed music, in my opinion, from what it was, that Sosa-type band music, the horrible, horrible ball music, to where it even could become rap, reggae, rock and roll, the blues. This was all birthed from this man and that trumpet because he changed chords. He allowed people to think outside the box that they were never able to think outside of before him. So he was ground zero for the new age music. Arthur Turner, Shimmy She Wobbles. Let me say that again. Arthur Turner, Shimmy She Wobbles. You might know this as the fight song music from the movie Gangs of New York. There was a time, because I'm a lunatic, there was a time where I had this song on a loop for six months straight, and I played it from the time that I got to work at 7.30 in the morning to the time I left at five o'clock, I listened to nothing else. It used to drive my co-workers crazy. And I love this song. It means a lot to me because it soothed me through the day. It, it, it let me know that I was in a battle just to do my job. I was learning a new profession at the time. I would close that office door and listen to this song and I would zone out and I would be able to focus. So I love it. Pearl Jam's Black. This is a song about a devastating breakup. I was introduced to this song during a devastating breakup. So it eased me. It, it, it let me see things differently than I would have been able to see. Men can't always talk to men about what's going on. And some way or another, Eddie Vedder found me in a time and space and he spoke directly to me. Peter Gabriel, Salisbury Hill, just a fantastic, great song. Uh, I really relate and it resonates to me when he tells, I guess he's telling his creator, don't worry, you don't even have to pack my bags, just take me, I'm ready to go. I mean, that's heavy shit right there. Okay, Richie Havens, Freedom at Woodstock. Freedom is my favorite word in the English language. Freedom is my favorite word. The concept, the meaning behind being free means the most to me out of anything other than being alive. After being alive, freedom is next. It is not, it's not even close. It's not even close. And the song for him to do this on the cuff in front of a live audience and make an iconic, legendary song right then and there on the spot. Always touched me. So I, I love that song. DB Wonder's whole Musicquarium One album. This album came out during a time where my mother had just passed away. I think Hotter Than July came out, and then this Musicquarium One came out, and it was around Christmas time, and I was, you know, Naturally, my mother had just passed, so I was hurting, and I didn't know how to uh, emotionally, I've mentioned this before, emotionally uh, 
express myself. So I express myself through listening. And Stevie Wonder gave me something to listen to. So it was a beautiful time. Pink Floyd's Comfortable Numb. Comfortably Numb. I listened to The Wall. Matter of fact, me and a roommate of mine, we watched The Wall 365 nights in a row. Every night at some point in time, it was afternoon or night, we would watch The Wall. I guess that we had built The Wall around ourselves at this particular point in time. It was a different point in time in my life. But The Wall, and in particularly Comfortably Numb, is one of my all-time favorite songs. Jimmy Spice's Adventures of Super Rhymes. It was the first time that I ever heard a rap record. A lot of people think of Sugar Hill Gang, but it's not really the Sugar Hill Gang. It was the Adventures of Super Rhyme. This might have been a 7 to 14 minute song. Never a cuss, never a big ass, never anything drug, crime related, or sexual. And he never repeats a hook in this whole entire song. It let me know that there could be verbal music, music with the mouth that wasn't singing. And for that, I'm always going to be indebted to Jimmy Spicer. Bill Collins in the air tonight. The drums at the beginning of that song, being a drummer, I think that's enough said right there. Plus, Genesis, Lonely Man on the Corner. Very touching song to me. Joe Buttons, Whatever It Takes. I think that Joe Buttons tells a hell of a story about a guy just trying to make it and who's willing to do whatever it takes to make it. And he needs some peace. He needs some quiet in his life. And he describes and paints a picture in this song that is uh, vivid, clear, easy to understand. And it's one of my favorites. Eminem and Lil Wayne, No Love. It's just a fantastic song. There's not much else that I could say. This is not a song that touches me deeply emotionally or anything like that, but it is one of my all-time favorites. It stays in rotation in my life, and this song came out maybe seven years ago. Ben Harper, The Drugs Don't Help, talking about a sick and dying loved one, and basically saying that the medicine that you're giving to this person is not going to help, and maybe because I can sing, I can soothe you. And to me, that's just enough. That is more than enough. George Michael's version of They Won't Go When I Go, which was originally another Stevie Wonder song, but George Michael killed this song. This is my all-time favorite George Michael song, and a song like this will keep George Michael's alive forever, as far as I'm concerned. Limp by Fiona Apple. I seen this rendition done on Saturday Night Live many years ago. Not only was the dancing beautiful, but it was the fact that she put so much into it. It's a story that needs to be told. It's a story about somebody being abused who does not deserve it, who's never done nothing but love this man. And so, Fiona Apple, thank you for that. Peter Gabriel, Family Snapshot, which is a snapshot into today's world of the spree shooter. And he told this story long time ago about a boy 
who says he wants to make his mark by hurting people. And so the song definitely has meaning even in today. And he sung it beautifully. It's really melodic. It's something that always could sit down and say, wow, this is heavy. XTC, Dear God. If you never heard it, you need to hear it. You make up your own mind. He's speaking to God in this song. He's not praying to God. He's not angry at God. He's questioning God, and he's trying to do it in a manner that's respectful, but he wants his point to get across. MGMT, a song's named Kids. I take this song, and it means so much to me that a part of this song I carry in everything that I do in this entire existence. Take only what you need. I never take more than I need of anything. I wish I would have heard this song when I was five years old and that it would have resonated with me then. I would have never used anything to excess. I would have only taken what I needed. But I did not hear this song until about 2013 in Las Vegas by a group called Holes and Hearts. I thank you, Holes and Hearts, for introducing me to this song because I had to actually stop the band and ask them, what was this song you just played? From the very first time I heard it, I said that this song means something to me. Overkill by Men at Work. Beautiful song. Matter of fact, when I finish this podcast, I'm going to listen to Overkill. He tells a song about a man who just can't sleep. He cannot rest. He's not at any kind of peace because everything to him is overkill. When you have OCDs, your life is a bit of an overkill. So I can relate. Eddie Vedder, Long Nights, Long Lonely Nights, Society. These were all off a soundtrack that Eddie Vedder did by himself uh, about this guy who uh, wanted to uh, disassociate, disassociate himself from regular life, and it wound up costing him his life because he went out, to, uh, I think it was Into the Wild was the name of the movie. Thank you. I've never seen the movie, but the soundtrack, which was an Oscar-nominated soundtrack, is fantastic. And if you know anything about Doc, uh, Pearl Jam, Eddie Vedder, they're my favorites. Eric Clapton, Motherless Child. I heard this song for the very first time in a bar up in Pennsylvania while I was on a golf trip. This might have been back in 2000. And this local band was killing this. And I had never heard this song before. And, you know, my mother died when I was pretty young, so I understand the concept of being a motherless child, so it definitely touched me. Then there's also Mother from John Lennon. John Lennon is wailing to his mother and father in this song, and if you've not heard this, you need to hear this. You need to hear this at least one time and make up your own mind about hearing this man's pain, his suffering as an adult that followed him from his childhood. So thank you, John Lennon. Tracy Chapman, Mountain of Things. 
Great song. If you go to YouTube, there's probably four to five hundred covers of this song because it is such a great song. Tracy Chapman did not get the respect that she deserved. Uh, the black community shitted on Tracy Chapman, and I'm going to always thank you, uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans, and your dumbass living color for helping to destroy another young black career before it even got off the fucking ground. I never forgive y'all for what y'all did to this young lady. She should have been an iconic figure in the black community. She did nothing wrong. She made fantastic music. And Mountain of Things is a classic. Cinderella Man by Eminem. It's about rebirth, regrowth. It's about recovery. He's talking about a man who's saying that basically I shouldn't be here. Life has proven to me that I should be dead, but I'm going to rise again. So I appreciate and enjoy and still listen to Cinderella Man. Nine Inch Nails and Johnny Cash, both version of Hurt. I hurt myself today just to know that I still feel. From I focus on the pain, the only thing that's real. That one line caught me, and it's the beginning of the song. And Johnny Cash did this at the end of his life. And you could see that Johnny Cash's hurt was totally different version of Trent Reznor's version of hurt. But because his was more regret, Trent Reznor was just hurt, maybe due to Heroin addiction, I don't know. I don't know his history, and I don't want to put that shit on him because if I'm wrong about that, that's that's a faux pas on me, and, and he does not deserve that, not for dropping gems into my life. Billy Preston, that's the way God planted. Not a highly religious man, but when it comes to a song about talking about God and the peace of God, this is my all-time favorite. Cat Stevens, Peace Train. Who wouldn't want to ride on the motherfucking Peace Train? I know I want to ride on the Peace Train. The Peace Train is a beautiful place to be. Now, I know that Yusef Salam is pretty fucking hated in America over the last decade or so. But you know what? Cat Stevens gave us some music that was fantastic. And Peace Train is one of those. Harry Stewart. End of my journey from the movie Cadence. Lawrence Fishburne and Charlie Sheen about a prison inside the army, a military jail, if you will. Guy serving time. And uh, he sings this song. And it's such a beautiful song. I really, uh, there's a lot of mystery and stuff like that that goes with Harry Stewart. We don't know really what happened to him. Uh, this, like I said, there's a lot of urban legends, but the man could sing, and he sung a hell of a song. Pearl Jam, the end. It's just a man telling his wife right before he dies his story of what he's going through and how he feels like he's in a well, and he needs her to say something to him in his ear before he dies. And whatever she says is what he's going to let echo in his ear for eternity. So if she says, baby, I love you and let peace reign, that's what he's going to hear. And that's what he's going to take. 
And he also explains to her that it's his fault he's dying. And he didn't mean to do this. But there's nothing that he could do. It's too late. Damn, I mean, that's heavy shit. That's a great song. Ghostface Killer and Mary J. Blige. All that I got is you. If Ghostface... Damn, sorry, people. If Ghostface Killer does not paint a picture of poverty, doing without, but still with hope, I don't know what can. He got so gut level, he talked about things that most people would be embarrassed, even if they knew that you were dealing with this. If they knew that the brooches were crawling out of your cereal box, but to put it on wax so that millions of people could hear it makes things totally different. So Ghostface, Ghostface and Mary, I appreciate you. I love you for this. It's fantastic. Gary Jules and R.E.M. Oh, both did the song Mad World. I love both versions of Mad World. It's a great song by Gary. And it's a great song by R.E.M. So I don't pick between them. Now, this is a song that means a lot to me. Pitbull with Neo, Afrojack, and Nair. Give me everything. All the song basically is saying, I'm not promised tomorrow, but I got tonight. And this is a song that means a lot to me and my wife. I've been through a lot of shit physically. And I relate to I don't have tomorrow. That means a lot to me. So I will give you what I got today. Because I cannot promise you tomorrow. And he put it in words for me that maybe I couldn't. And on top of it, you can party to the song. And it's a Vegas classic. You know, Kings of Leon, wait for me. A man who's telling a woman, wait till I get my shit together. I'm going to get my shit together. Just please wait for me. I'm in pain right now. I'm suffering, but I'm going to come out of this. And if you wait for me, I'm going to be the best that you've ever seen me. Johnny Cash, I walk the line. I feel that I've always tried my best in this life to walk the line before I even knew that this song existed. I have a code I live by daily. I have a code that I live by weekly, monthly, and hourly. So I walk the line. My job is to not hurt this woman. My job is not to be a thief, a liar, a beggar, or a borrower. I, my job is to be strong even when times of weakness so my code demands that i walk a line and it just linked up with johnny cash saying i walked the line so i love it lead belly cc rider i had never really heard the blues and when i heard lead belly sing this song cc rider many moons ago i fell in love with it it tells a story of a guy cheating being cheated on by his wife uh Elvis Presley redid this. He softened it up and made it some other kind of bullshit that has nothing really to do with the original, but you need to listen to the original by Lead Belly. San Janico by Peter Gabriel, also one of my favorite artists. This is an homage to the Indian people or indigenous people in every land who've had their homes taken from them. So I love this song. 
uh, Pearl Jam, Jeremy and Just Breathe. Jeremy is also telling the story once again of modern day boys who feel lonely, lost, ignored, who want to lash out at the world and say, I'll show you by your blood spilling. King Jeremy. King Jeremy wants to make somebody else hurt. Just breathe. Before I even got into the show, um, what is this James Spader show on NBC? Uh, well, it's a TV show, Red Reddington. And uh, I was watching the first episode. And at the end of the episode, they played Just Breathe. And uh, The Blacklist, I'm sorry, The Blacklist. The song made me fall in love with the show because I've seen the two characters blend. I'm a Pearl Jam fan, but I have really never heard the song Just Breathe. And Just Breathe also is what we need to do each and every day. We need to focus on getting lung air into our lungs, meditating. That's what I do. Meditate, breathe, relax, let life flow. So this is a two-part. It introduced me to a show that I love, and it's a song that I love. Uh, Jim Croce's Bad, Bad Leroy Brown, a song that I heard incessantly as a youth. It's a great story. They don't tell stories like this in songs anymore. So I appreciate the song. I appreciate the story. It's, uh, It's that old folksies type music. Like I said, that's come and gone. And I wish more people would make songs like that even today because Harry Chapman also had a song, Cats in the Cradle and the Silver Spoon, Little Boy Blue and the Man in the Moon. When you're coming home, son, I don't know when, but we'll get together then, Dad. He tells the story, and I just gave you the gist of the story that was told to him by his father. He told to his son, and eventually his son told to his son. They never had time for each other. And so it shows this song, shows the importance that we should always make time for those we love. That it's highly important to not just say it, but show indeed that we love. Our action speaks louder than our words. James Taylor, shower the people. Shower the people. Shower the people with love. The people you love, shower them with love. We waste so much fucking time showering those people who are on the outskirts of our lives, that stand on the sidelines of our lives. We give them care. We give them time. We give them energy. We take them to dinners. We go to movies and we take for granted those in our inner circles, unfortunately, and we don't shower them with the proper love, respect, time, and care that they deserve. But the outsiders get it. Now, how silly is that? Right? Uh, Pearl Jam, Unthought Known, just a beautiful song once again by Pearl Jam, something to make you sit down, think, reflect on what's going on in your life. Now, I didn't have this on my list, but I'm going to put it on there. Pink Floyd, Shine On You Crazy Diamond. Shine On You Crazy Diamond. There's not a lot of words to this song. It's a very long instrumental song, but every time I hear Shine on, you crazy diamond. 
Each and every one of us is a crazy diamond, but we could be dull as hell if we don't let ourselves shine. Okay? Peter Gabriel, Mercy Street. I don't know if I said that. Just, I'm dreaming of mercy. He puts in great words, dreaming of mercy. Counting Crows, Anna Begins. It's a great story about a guy dating a woman, and it's the beginning of the dating. And he doesn't know. He's a player. He's a player, and he's trying to figure out, what do I do? What do I tell my boys? Are they going to laugh at me? And it's a man becoming responsible when he falls in love, and he realizes there's nothing that he could do about it. The Smiths, please, please, please let me get what I want. He is talking to God, and he's saying, I have never really gotten anything that I wanted in this life, but I need this desperately. Please, please, please let me get what I want. He said it's been so bad that it could turn a good man bad if I don't get what I want. He's begging. He's begging his creator to please let this time work out for him. Allison Chains, Nutshells. Lane Staley on MTV Unplugged absolutely committed a mass murder on this song. One of the greatest gangster. He steps to the mic. He doesn't hesitate for one second, and he goes directly into this song. You could tell that he's in a troubled space in his life. It's really dark. He looks dark, and I don't think he lived much longer after. But if if he had anything else, he gave it in this song. 10,000 Maniacs, These Are the Days. Youth is wasted on the young, isn't it? And These Are the Days is just one of those times where you hear one of those songs where somebody tells you like, oh, man, these are my days. This is the best looking I'm ever going to be. This is the freshest I'm ever going to be. This is the most innocent I'll ever be. You you get the drift, right? Live, Lightning Crashes. Off a great album. Pain Lies by the Riverside is on that album also. Alphaville, Forever Young. I mean, who doesn't want to be Forever Young? The song speaks for itself. Bob Marley's War. The story that he teaches, see, this is not a song where he's just singing. This is a story he's teaching everybody of every color. There's things in this song to understand, to make man a better man if we would just listen. Tears for fear, sowing the seeds of love. And last but not least, Tupac and To the End of Time. This song, To the End of Time, is saying that you are my friend to the end of time. And if you ever need me, I am there for you no matter what distance, time, space. Don't be ashamed that any of those things have taken place. All you got to do is call me and I am there. Well, I appreciate you listening in. This has been Strange Talk with Doc. I, once again, am Doc. I would love for you to like, share, comment, subscribe, look me up, hit me up on one of my uh, social media sites, leave me a message, tell me if you liked it, tell me if you hated it, uh, if you like my flow, my voice, anything. I'm open to suggestion, 
And I would love to have you call in. And like I said, if you go to these sites, you get the phone number, the times, and a lot of times on my social media, I will post the subject matter that for the most part, I will be tackling on each individual show. So you go and enjoy your weekend. You enjoy your family, your friends, your food, whatever you have planned. If you've got a long drive, drive it safely. I hope if you went to the doctor that the uh, diagnosis was in your favor. And I just want to tell you, like I tell you all the time, I'll be back September 1st. I am not here next week. Even I need a break. I'm going to tell you like I tell you and yours each and every time. Peace, people. Peace.